None of my friends watch wrestling. It makes it hard to have real conversations at parties. I made a podcast so I can talk about my hobbies. None of my friends watch wrestling. Hello and welcome to None of My Friends Watch Wrestling. It's the podcast where me, your host, Zachary Joseph, has guests who don't watch wrestling. Come on and watch and review a wrestling match and just enjoy ourselves along the way. And I have a very special guest this week. Uh, they are a Twitch streamer. You can see them on Cat Palace TV or you can uh, see them with the uh, B-Squad uh, D&D live stream that happens every Sunday. My guest is Allegra B, otherwise known as Captain Legs. Very excited to have them on the podcast and we're going to be watching some absolute insanity in the form of the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania last year between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. But enough of this introduction, let's dive right into it here on None of My Friends Watch Wrestling. Just a nice sunny uh, afternoon on a Saturday uh, with... Yeah! We, we could be uh, outside as always, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, that seems to be the theme of this year. Yeah. You could be outside, but why I'd be outside when you could be inside? Yeah, it's like the one cosplay I have is the Arthur Morgan one, and that's like the one quote from Red uh. Dead Redemption 2 that resonates the most now is just like the hardly the spring I've been hoping for. <laughs> two years running now but yeah so uh we're here on the podcast so glad to have you uh yeah you have your your twitch thing going on uh speaking of uh, talking to microphones and and all that yeah your main thing uh so mostly dungeons and dragons stuff you're saying at this Mm. at this point in time yeah so i have um i have one D and D stream on Sundays, and that's uh, that's not on my main channel. That's on uh, on the our, our dedicated channel for this uh, yeah. for this campaign called the yes. B Squad. Um, and then uh, and then I have my regular one where. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but yeah. So you um, have the the B Squad, the B yeah. Squad stream on Sundays. Awesome, and then you also have Cat Palace uh, TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cat Palace TV. So we uh, we just play random stuff on that. Um, nice. Just kind of whatever we feel like, and um, right yeah, it's what a nice a, little chill been, place. What have you been playing lately? What's uh, been the latest? Uh, the latest one is um, this really cute game called Fogs, P H O G S, and uh, it's. Do you remember the the cartoon Cat Dog? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's like that, except both ends are dogs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, both each ends, of us play, yeah. yeah, each of us play an end, and we have uh, to figure out these puzzles together, and we're attached to the middle, and it's just it's oh, cute. That's we get so hats funny. and stuff. Oh, that sounds yeah. so good. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bark uh, button, which is very important. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. That's an essential, uh, button. This is the bark button. Yeah, in any absolutely. game with a dog, you better have a bark button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any game with a dog with a tree needs to have a bark button. Or, yes. Yeah. Or otherwise. Um, I was going to say, because actually, because uh, I had recently, like, pitched, speaking of combined animals like that, because I had recently pitched that uh, D&D, uh, like, side mission. To, yes. In, the, uh, the Curse of Port Mantau. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> where, all, where all the enemies are just com- different creatures combined and like yeah but yeah 
That's fun. So how's the uh, D&D campaign going then with uh, the B-Squad? Like, is that, uh, do you DM that one, or...? Uh, no, I'm just a player in that one. Um, that campaign's interesting, because we all... Um, there's a DM and then four players. And okay. Four? Wait a second. One, two, three. Oh, no, there's five players. So, okay. yeah, a DM and five players. And we all met on TikTok. Oh, okay, yeah. Which, no, yeah, I've seen yeah. your uh, stuff postings on, on TikTok and stuff. I'm not posting as regularly as I used to. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's hilarious how... Uh, how like nice of a community D and D TikTok is, and so yeah. uh, the DM I played a couple one shots with him, and he was like, "I want to do a stream campaign. Do you know any people, like any other creators who would be interested?" And so, uh, so we kind of gathered all these people together, and um, yeah, the B Squad's basically the the group that goes in the dungeons after the the main group does <laughs> so so they've gone in and they've beaten all the monsters and like and uh, done the the main quest and we yeah. go in and do the cleanup and set oh, off all the funny. traps and that's funny yeah I, and, I uh, that's a really good idea i like that that's always especially yeah, yeah no because always playing like fantasy video games and like that sort of thing it's always just like who because the dungeons always reset exactly know, like with yep. skyrim and that it's who does like, that yeah who goes <laughs> in and just tied like you know just like who who puts all the vases you fusrodod like back into yeah. <laughs> into place yeah that would be the b squad yeah. and uh, we have this running joke that between the five of us we share two brain cells <laughs> just no no points into intelligence all into <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just all of the, the yeah. strength and just, yeah. Yeah, we mean, well, we're just not very smart. Exactly, yeah. That's that's kind of why, that, that's why they send you in second. Exactly. <laughs> they're just like, let them think they're clearing the dungeon. And then, uh... Yeah. Do you still, like, have, like, bosses and stuff like that? Or is it sort of, like, more, like, just based around, like, the role-playing and, like, the just, like, comedy sort of side of that concept? Um, it's a bit of both. Like, we do, when we go into the dungeons, like, there there could be rooms that, that the A-Squad missed. Um, okay. Or we could just be doing a mission that they didn't have time to do or didn't want to do. Like, it's not quite as A-tier, but but gotcha. it's still something that needs to get done. So so yeah. we'll go in and, um, and definitely have almost died and died a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the beautiful thing about being in the B-Squad is uh, we have kind of these, like included benefits with our employment so we get we get group therapy (laughs) which is great we had a whole session dedicated to group therapy Uh, but uh but we also get um resurrections okay so yeah that's fun that's nice to just sort of help keep the story going yeah exactly have you guys done an episode with like the a squad at all yet uh, we have. So one of our first um, just kind of roleplay heavy sessions was when we um, moved into our, like, our house, our residence. And yep. uh, the A-Squad was supposed to cut. Co- we were supposed to throw a party for mm-hmm. ourselves and, like, host it at our at our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the A-Squad would come and, and they'd meet us. And they, they all just kind of, like appeared (laughs) like none of them knocked they just showed up in our house we're like okay this is really rude Um, the door yeah yeah so we're like trying to entertain them and they're all being kind of dicks uh 
and uh, <laughs> but yeah so we had that we had that role play session with them and then there was another session where we um we went with them to fight a dragon or they fought a dragon but we were supposed to clear out the town and and help people out of okay. the burning buildings and stuff yeah, yeah. um so causing more yeah, fires in the process <laughs> yeah so we've met uh, we have met the a squad a couple times but okay. um that's cool yeah <clears throat> they're just like they're more like uh, the boys than they are the Avengers. Or sorry, not the, yes. who's the who's the group in in the boys? Who's like the Avengers? Oh, the like, um, the seven, the seven, the seven. Yeah, yeah, the seven. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're they're more like a seven as opposed to like an Avengers type. Of, uh, yes, maybe, absolutely. Maybe, That's the tone. Yeah, maybe not without like drinking uh, milk in very strange ways. Oh God, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody's uh, nobody is fucking their their boss. Yeah, <laughs> Homelander is the most terrifying villain on television. Like it's so. <sighs> He's like, so creepy. Oh god, it's it, the guy plays it so well. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I had was able to watch like the whole uh, two seasons. Or, yeah, it's two seasons. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah that that show is yeah. a plus, a plus. Mm-hmm. And also the soundtrack is uh, pretty pretty dynamite as well. Um, yeah, at least yeah. one Billy Joel song in every yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh yeah, that's like for a while, like after I watched like the first season, like Pressure by Billy Joel was just like up like on yeah. my on repeat like uh songs. <laughs> and then probably only the good die young uh, after that as yeah. well. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. but I was gonna say, yeah, I love uh like when like D and D like when you'll have those sessions where it's just like almost no combat and it's just like all right we're just gonna role play and just mm-hmm. like have a good time. I honestly have not played in like a decade. Wow. But, yeah. No. I. I. Do you remember that old 4chan meme about Sir Barrington? I don't think I do. It was do a, I? Maybe I do. It was a D and D build where it was like a bear that like sunk a bunch of points into like charisma and like deception and stuff and like had a disguise kit and so could like <laughs> trick people into thinking it was a human by wearing disguises and like grunting oh and, and like roll rolling like passing like uh perception or whatever you know and like deception checks and all that sort of thing and it was just like yeah. the whole build was just a bear trying to pretend to be a human and so <laughs> that's amazing so we took it a step further and my character um, my character was a bear that was a rogue oh <laughs> and so the story was it was a warlock that was in the battle with like a rival warlock and the rival warlock um, like basically uh, cast a spell that stuck this uh, druid into it or sorry yeah it would have been a druid into his like bear form and oh, so yeah. his motivation was he's, he was trying to find a way to get back into being like a person, but he didn't have the ability to use magic. So he decided to, so he'd be a rogue. So he would go through and like, he'd be like disabling traps and stuff. <laughs> and I think the way we wrote it was like at that time, it was basically like with all the Ursaform bear benefits and that sort of thing for like a oh, druid. Yeah. And that was like off the base. So I had like, ridiculously high strength as well uh, yeah the, uh, the bat and so we would go I would basically just like clear the traps and then like 
one hit like all the like small like tiny enemies and then there would just be the boss <laughs> left for everybody else to take down uh, yeah that's the uh, only time i've had uh any that was well that was the last time i uh, did did any dungeons and dragons style uh style uh, or role play uh, kind of thing and then i got into warhammer 40k which was way more expensive <laughs> yep <laughs> Alright, so, speaking of uh, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, um, I figured we'd do something a little different here uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, normally we do sort of like trivia and that sort of thing, but I figured this week what we would do is uh, we'd change it up. We were going to do a little wrestling-themed uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, encounter, and uh, I'm going to call this segment... Uh, the Dungeon of Doom and Dragons. dive in uh, now to, yes, the Dungeon of Doom and Dragons. Uh, and so today we have a title match between um, the uh, Cat Palace champion Dichotomous Wife Energy, uh, current reigning and defending uh, cruiserweight from the uh, Cat Palace uh, kingdom. <laughs> And uh, the opponent today will, of course, be um, the uh, current reigning defending uh, None of My Friends Watch Wrestling champion, regular-sized Eddie Cannon. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, One-eighth giant. Uh, His his grandpa, I don't know, his grandpa, like, saved a princess from being a bride or something like that. And so, you know, he's got a bit of genetics going on. And uh, did you did you uh, come up with any backstory for uh, uh, dichotomous wife energy uh, last night uh, during the character creation or I'm just running with it. It's it's unexplained. And the the um, the mystery of it is. Yes. Is what? Yeah. Is the allure. (laughs) I assume there's some sort of mask involved. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like a two, yeah. Yeah, like a nice like mask going, and then like build from parts unknown. So exactly, yeah, yeah. kind of like a two face thing, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, weigh, weighing in at uh, eighty pounds, standing at nearly seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, so yes, a dichotomous wife energy facing off against regular-sized Eddie Cannon. <laughs> and it's going to be for all the belts. And uh, so we're here uh, live from the... Uh, the uh, we'll, we'll say we're at a home territory for the... Uh, for none of my friends watch wrestling. We're here at the... Um, uh, ShamWow Community Arena <laughs> for... The heavyweight championship match between Dichotomous Wife Energy and <laughs> regular sized Eddie Cannon. And, you know, all the stars are here. Uh, you know, Space Boots is sitting right up front. Um, you know, we have Patrick Warburton, of course, with his family. Um, and as well as that, we have David Spade just alone, just alone in the front row, David Spade. Oh, uh, he's not. He not even sitting beside his uh, Emperor's New Groove co-star Patrick Warburton just sitting in the corner 
alone. So all the stars out uh, this evening for this championship match. Uh, the uh, entrances have been made. Um, of course, regular size Eddie Cannon coming out to Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. Because you got to get the fans pumped up. And mm -hmm. uh, what would what do you have some entrance music that comes to mind immediately? Um, yeah, Dichotomous Wife Energy is coming in to um, to Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Nice, nice. And uh, maybe and actually on the Wrecking Ball since this is a championship match. <laughs> yeah, swinging on in. <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. Uh, yes. We almost got David Spade in the nose because he's he's sitting in the splash zone there. <laughs> he said very close to the uh he forgot about the momentum of the uh, the wrecking ball once he once he yeah. hopped off yeah that's why his ticket was so cheap <clears throat> all right and so the uh, entrances have been made uh, all the announcements uh the referee did a special guest uh referee dolly parton uh making sure the action is called right down the middle uh, also here to promote her vaccine uh everybody go you know uh, <laughs> Be safe, be responsible, get your vaccine. Yeah. Uh, to today's show, or the today's main event, of course, has been brought to you by uh, Fruity and Delicious Skittles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> available in most grocery stores. And, uh, alright, so here we are, we're facing off. The bell has rung, so we're going to be uh, rolling for some initiative. Sure are. Alrighty. Here we so, go. Okay. Dichotomous Wife Energy gets 7. And Eddie Cannon gets 10. Look at you go. Alright, All right. so Eddie Cannon uh, getting the uh, first attack, and so I'm going to attempt a grapple. Okay. And I have the Will Grappler. Um, uh, yeah, because okay. you have Will Grappler, I'm going to choose uh, choose an acrobatics check, which is dexterity. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Level right. the playing field a little bit. Yeah, there we go. So we're going to roll here. So I get 14. Uh, I got I rolled a 16, so I get 18. Oh, uh, okay. So, so you do not grapple, but you can still no. attack. Okay, so I'm going to, yes, I'm just going to go for an unarmed attack here. Yeah, so that, with the Will Grappler, I get to use my Charisma modifier instead of my Strength, because my Strength sucks, and my Charisma's <laughs> really good. So I'm going to do that. And 18, I get 18. Oof, okay, yep, you hit, roll for your damage. <laughs> so unarmed strike, 1d6, plus 7, so 10 damage, 10 damage. Okie dokie. Okay, Dichotomous Wife Energy is going to, um, uh, well, <laughs> Dichotomous Wife Energy has five nets. <laughs> so, oh no, yes. So, uh, so I'm going to throw one of my five nets. Um, okay. And, uh, and you're just restrained until you're freed. So I'm so just stuck now, in place. You've thrown, <laughs> this is a no disqualification match, I should add, so no. the nets are allowed. That's yeah. allowed. Okay. Um, okay, so I throw my net and uh, and I'm gonna go in with a with an unarmed attack. Okay. Does a tw a twenty one hit? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, twenty one okay. definitely hits. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so flying right, drop rolling. kick while I'm trying to free myself <laughs> from this uh, this net and I get kicked right in the mush. Uh man. All right, so we're rolling 1d6 bludgeoning damage. Okay, so it's six damage then. Okay, so yes, you throw the net, and you just kick me directly in the goddamn face. <laughs> <laughs> 
wife energy with the flying dropkick. All right, yeah. so I'm 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 woozy at this point. I'm stuck in the net, so I'm gonna try and uh, I'm just gonna try and charisma my way out of this net somehow. I'm gonna try and you know the classic <laughs> phrase, act my way out of a paper bag. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to act my way out of a net essentially. Oh, there you go. Move. So. And it's a one, so I'm it's still stuck. <laughs> oh, you're cursing dice. Oh, my oh, goodness. No. Am I still allowed to attack, or do I have to try again? Okay, so you can still attack, but you you attack at disadvantage. So you roll twice and take the lower. Okay, sounds good. Of the two, because so. you're, you're in your little net. You could probably still deal damage. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to start wildly swinging, so I'm going to do two rolls here <laughs> um, with my charisma check. So... Oh, oh, this one was actually good. So I got 21. Hey, not bad, not bad. And then the second roll is a nine. Oh, so you gotta take take the nine. Yeah, so nine. So do I get you? Uh, You do not. Okay, so I'm gonna just try wildly swinging once more. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, seven. Okay. And... Seven. So seven. Wow. So I just am stuck in this net. I'm just <laughs> flailing my arms around. Regular sized Eddie Cannon just. Oh, beautiful. He's just like, get. He's like, nobody said there was going to be a goddamn net. <laughs> Chairs, I expect, but a net? <laughs> All right. And uh, so there we go. All right. So uh, one of the trademarks that I took. Mm-hmm. Uh, was will casting, oh. so I get to uh, or I got to take um, two bard cantrips. Okay, from oh, the no. <laughs> from the bard stalls. So uh, so I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna stand back and, and point at you, and I'm gonna cast vicious mockery. Uh, um. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll just, just uh, I'll filling me with shame. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, good luck getting out of this one, regular size Eddie Cannon. Uh, and uh, you need to make a uh, wisdom save. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, a DC okay. 16. So if you can get above 16, you're good. Okay. 19, so a 20. Nice. Perfect, so okay. I, I do. I'm just like, yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> No wonder, no wonder nothing's working, because I'm not a cheapskate with a net. <laughs> oh, oh, my spell does not work, so I'm going to go in with an unarmed strike. Okay. For my second attack. Clearly words, good. words will not hurt me, but fists <laughs> just might. <laughs> yeah, not this time. Okay. Oh, God. Um, I rolled a, a two, so that's okay. ten. So, <laughs> so nope. I... I'm so shaken. No. My own spell backfired on me. <laughs> like I was thinking about that insult for three weeks. <laughs> and then you get... Um, okay, so that was both your actions. Okay. Yep. So you're in... So I'm going to spend... I'm going to try and free myself from this net. I, okay. I push you aside. <laughs> and I rolled 17. Perfect. So you're okay. good. You there throw it go. off so you. I get I get the net out of the way. Well, actually, I don't throw it away. Mm. Am I allowed to use it for an attack or just an action? You you can you still have another action. So an attack is a full action. 
But you, okay. can, you have another full action. Okay, okay, cool. So, yes, I used my one action, so I have the two attacks left then? Uh, just one attack. Okay. Um, yeah. Then in that case, I'm going to hold on to the net, but I'm just going to run in and just try to kick you in the face. <laughs> okay. And so I roll 22. There we okay. go. That's a hit. So I just, just a giant boot right to the head, <laughs> which uh, gives 12 damage. Okay. 12 damage of bludgeoning damage right to your skull. I'm just like, you drop kick me, I'm just going to kick you and drop you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Okay, so yes, I just laid the leather directly into uh, Dichotomous Wife Energy's noggin. Um, <laughs> so now it is uh, your turn. Okay, so I am going to um, use my Vicious Mockery again. <laughs> okay, um, so you try one more time. Yeah, and, uh, and I say... You thought this last insult was good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even with my face kicked in, I'm still prettier than you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Roll yourself a wisdom save. <laughs> Alright. Wisdom save, here we go. Oh, a five. Oh, okay. So, so you are going to take 2d4 psychic damage. Oh, dear. Um, okay. so <laughs> yeah. So, here we go. We got... Uh, that is six... Uh, six psychic damage, yeah. If there's one thing regular-sized Eddie uh, Cannon takes pride in, it's his looks. And uh, it's what he gets by on. And so he does definitely take this to heart. He's just like, I'm not that ugly. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, and then uh, I still have one more left. Just uh, pun punch me while I'm crying. <laughs> no. <laughs> I rolled an 11. <laughs> Okay, so... So I'll just let you no. let you have a little moment to yourself there. <laughs> yeah, you just seriously, you think for a second, you're like, ah, oh, I, I, oh, maybe, was I too mean? <laughs> that <laughs> was pretty harsh. Yourself, you stop yourself from hitting me, and then I, with my net still in hand, say, ah, it was a trap all along, and I throw <laughs> it at you. <laughs> oh, no! So actually, um, you know what? I'm going to roll a grapple check. Okay. So I'm just going to try and get a hold of you. Ugh, nine. Mm. So, so I do not. I try to, but you're still, you, you push me away, and you're like, get the poop out of here. I'm trying to get out of this net. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to uh, to try to get out of this net. Yes. Uh, that's an 11. Oh, so just 11. Ooh. It was a DC 10, so I'm out of there. Um, okay. I take the net, and I... Like shove it back into my net pouch, <laughs> very messily, yes. with, with the other four nets that I have, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna try to grapple you. Okay. Oh that, no, that's it's okay. a no. <laughs> no, no okay. <laughs> this is not happening. I yeah. I as you reach in to grab me, I step out of the way and gesticulate wildly to the crowd to amp them up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Using my charisma to evade your wow. your attack. Okay. David so, Spade cheers loudly and I shoot him a nasty glare. 
He's my boy. <laughs> Even though pa- I do have a jean jacket signed by Patrick Warburton, uh, David uh, Spade is also my boy. That, that's, I, the crowd is distinctly in my in my favor <laughs> for this match. <laughs> All right, and so now I'm going to attempt to grapple you, and I assume you're going for Dex. I am going for Dex. Okay. Um, eight. Oh my god. Um, nine. Oh, uh, okay. <sighs> Wait, nope. Right. I'm looking at the wrong modifier. Oh. A six. So you do. So I do grapple. All right. <laughs> I'm going to swap out this dice. This is, it's betraying me. And... <laughs> no, mine. No, you don't. I don't have okay, that fine. option. Don't fine, you? fine, fine, fine. We're sticking with the cursed dice. dice. <laughs> yes. And so now I can use my two trademark points to use the backbreaker. Okay. Um, so I attempt a grapple check against uh, some cr- creature I'm already grappling. So, All right. Uh, Using your dexterity, I guess, once more. Yes. Oh, I got 14. Uh, It's a 16 for me. Ah, okay. So (laughs) I'm holding on to you, but you you block it. You hook my legs so I can't lift you up in the air. And so we're still, I assume, still grappled. But uh, now now it is your turn to try and counter a maneuver. Okay. um, Okay, I need to use my action to get out of your grapple. Okay. This isn't gonna be good. No, no. One. I also got a one! Ah! Oh no! So we're, but we both just sort of awkwardly stand, we're holding hands like an eighth grade uh, prom dance now. Yeah. (laughs) And we're just standing there. The crowd doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, the crowd goes mild. Yeah, they're just kind of like, wow, this is, what what happened? What happened? Guys, what are are they doing? Why did they. I have another action. Okay. So I'm yes. going to try to do it again. Yes. Or actually, mm, oh? I'm just going to viciously mock you from here. <laughs> <laughs> While holding uh, my hands. Yeah. <laughs> we'll distance apart. Just. Uh, okay, so roll a, roll a wisdom save at DC 16. Oh, boy. Uh, 14? No. Okay, so... Uh, I kind of, I like look down at our, at our hands and I, I yeah. just look back up at you and I'm like, your hands are really, really clammy. <laughs> and, uh, and I will roll and, uh, my, my damage. And I, and I say, it's an, it's a trait I inherited from my parents. I can't help it. <laughs> it's genetic. Uh, it's a five, five damage five. there. Okay. <laughs> We're still holding hands. We're still technically grappling. Yeah. So I'm like, how dare you insult my mother like that? How dare you insult the genetic clamminess of my mother? Uh, and I am going to go again for the backbreaker with hopefully okay. more. So going off the decks, dexterity, 10. Uh, ooh, 18. Okay, so no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I try once more. I am incensed. <laughs> so, 20. There we go. Boom. Uh, on the third third times of the charm, and I hit the backbreaker, which does 2d10 bludgeoning damage. Oh god, alright, so roll I it. I forgot I need the d10. Where is that bad boy? 16 bludgeoning damage. Oof, so, okay. Boom. So I hit a gigantic backbreaker on uh, on dichotomous wife energy after insulting my family. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Oh, Clearly, the, the vicious mockery uh, backfiring for dichotomous wife energy. <laughs> yeah, not to... It's, it's just fueling the fire. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. An enraged, regular-sized, one-eighth giant <laughs> has uh, thrown you down upon his knee. So you're now... I'm standing over you gloating. And uh, gotcha. you are now... Uh, prone on the mat, um, or I guess not prone, but we'll just say uh, you're you're recovering. You're yeah. recovering from having your back broken. Oh my goodness, you uh, you baned me. Okay, I'm gonna shout at you. I'm okay. gonna spend two trademark points. Um, <laughs> so this is this is part of my title belt. Yes. So uh, I can shout. Um, you must succeed a wisdom save or become frightened until the start of your next turn. Twelve. So sixteen is what you're rolling against? Nope. So I am now frightened. Oh no! Okay. You yell, you yell at me. You you completely <laughs> no-sell the backbreaker that I just gave you. Like you literally like it did no damage. You just stand up like the ultimate warrior and start like shaking the ropes. Yeah. And like just hulking up and I'm just like, what? No. No. <laughs> my, my trademark backbreaker. It did not work. Inside, I am, I am dying. But yes. uh, but outside, You're through the pain, exactly. Yeah. The fighting spirit. <laughs> uh, okay, um, I'll use my second action to to unarmed strike you. Okay, there we go. So you just you okay. hulk up and <laughs> you you go for it. Okay, so unarmed strike. Oh <clears throat> Jesus! Uh, that is a thirteen. Oh, uh, you just got it. Yeah. Oof, so, okay. Yeah. So you, you do manage to successfully strike me. Uh, that's going to be seven bludgeoning damage. Okay, so I'm being worn down here a little bit. Oof. Okay, so I, I, I get hit with a punch. I uh, shake my head a little bit, um, but I still see you there, so I still, uh, I'm, feeling, I, I'm still feeling the effects of you uh, no-selling my backbreaker. <laughs> so I'm going to roll another wisdom check. Ten. Uh, that is not going to No. I will attempt an attack. Okay. Um, an armed attack. I, uh, with one sort of cowering <laughs> in fear, I, I, I kick to the side. Okay. So 19 for the first. And a one. Oh, uh, God. So I just like... Uh, uh, like just, you do have right. your second attack if you want to try. Okay, again. yeah, so I try another kick. Okay. Uh, eight. Six. Nope. Okay, so no, I just. I meekly flail at you. No. <laughs> uh, to no avail. Gonna try grappling you. Okay. And of course, yeah. using strength, which is charisma. 22. Indeed. Oh, lordy. Um, yeah, nope, you beat me. Okay, okay. That was, so uh, then yeah, you... 15 for me. Okay, so you have one more <clears throat> chance to, or did you have one more attack? Um, yes, I do. Yes, uh, okay. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna okay. try to grapple you again. <laughs> okay, same deal. 17. Uh, 
That's a 12. Nope. Okay, no. So it doesn't okay. happen. I grab, okay. grabby, grabby. It doesn't work. Okay, so I'm gonna... I'm going to attempt to grapple now. Okay. Yeah. 20. Oh, boom, jeepers. Boom, boom, Like boom. you got a nat 20? Yeah, nat 20. Oh. Nat 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Bam, okay. So spending another two trademark points and going for a... Another freaking backbreaker. Okay. I'm Roddy. I'm Roderick Strong today, just <laughs> going for the backbreakers. Okay, so one more, um, one grapple, more grapple check. check. Yeah. Four. Uh, that's a twenty-one for me. Ah, uh, okay. So no, I don't get the. So we're still grappling, but no, no backbreaker. We're still in the grapple. You've countered the backbreaker, but we're still in the grapple. So. I'm gonna vicious mockery you again <laughs> from the grapple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I love this. So. Just kind of like while you're just like in a wrist lock, just like that's it. Yeah, I'm basically I am a bard. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is gonna be um, a, a dirty twenty. Okay, and... Oh, what am I doing? No, you just roll a wisdom save. I yeah. don't roll a hit. What am I doing? No, good. Good. <laughs> um, I got 13. 13. Uh, nope. nope. 16 okay. was the save. Oh, okay. So here comes the wisdom yeah. damage. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're just... You're wearing me down mentally. <laughs> I am, yeah. I'm just making you so mentally tired. Uh, uh, so this is gonna be a 10. 10 okay. damage. So what, it, what, it, what insult takes away 10 damage? <laughs> Um, <laughs> what zinger did you come up with for this one? Uh, I've uh, I've gotten a better headlock from a spaghetti noodle. <laughs> Personally, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna go with your calves are small or something. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So. No, I'm, I'm digging deep here. <laughs> oh man. So okay. So you get me with the uh, insult, and I'm like, but 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 I work out. I just worked out my biceps yesterday. <laughs> Um, it's low-hanging fruit yes. at this point. Uh, <laughs> and I still have one more cheap, action. You're going yeah. for cheap stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to try to get out of this grapple. Okay. Ugh, oh, yeah. just 10. Uh, ooh, this is, um, 21. Oof, okay, so you get out of there. You get out of Oof. there. Yeah. Easy, easy. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm going to uh, use my. Uh, I'm going to use three of my trademark points, and I'm going to do a clothesline. Okay. And so that means um, the next unarmed strike does maximum damage on the hit, and then Oof, okay. then you do a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Oh my. <gasps> okay. Okay. So so here we go. So going for the unarmed strike. 19. Oh, God. So I That get hits. You, yeah, get you with the clothesline, does maximum damage, which would be 13 unarmed damage. <gasps> okay. Boom. So get you with the clothesline, and now you do your uh, strength check. So I, I get you oh. with a wicked one. Oh, my God. Okay. Right in, the, right in the neck. Not even trying to be safe with it, just hitting you in the <laughs> neck instead of the chest. Yeah. How's this for noodle arms? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Exactly. It's a 10. Uh, I'm down. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. You're down, so you're now prone. Okay. 
So I can just do an unarmed attack again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't need... Do I need to roll for to hit, or I can just hit you? Uh, you do need to roll to hit. Okay. <clears throat> so now you're down, and I just try to stomp directly <laughs> on the, the face. Wow. Just, you really got me with the other comment. And I got a 23. Oh, jeez. Yep, that hits. Yep. And Roll so... Roll your damage. Doing 12 damage. Okay. Damn. Just oh, boy. Get just a clothesline <laughs> and just stomping <laughs> directly on the face. Just Over. no... No remorse with I'm just getting a comeback. I you you really <laughs> you really shouldn't shouldn't have said those mean mean things. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna uh, use my uh, uh, my action to get up. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna unarm strike you just okay. flat. Yeah, just you're like all right. You wanna yeah, just take you a swing. Play games. All right. <laughs> Let's play. This is going to be a, ooh, a 26. Oh, you get me. Yep, you okay. definitely get me. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, God. It's a six. Six plus six damage. damage. Okay. Yeah, a whopping six. I'm like, all right, you want to, you want to, you want to just, you want to do this? You want to just go <laughs> punch for punch? I'm using my last mono three trademark mono. points to do another clothesline. Oh god, okay. And so I'm going for the unarmed strike. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> Boom. So I just just okay. like just wind back and just crack you directly in the chin with a giant fist and it does maximum damage. So that is another 13 damage. Okay, I'm down to zero. There we go. So now, uh, as we were saying uh, earlier, we'll, so now you get to make three saving throws. We're going to go for the pin. So, uh, yeah, low is fail, high is, yes. high is succeed. So I got, oh, I got a five. So five failed, and then the second <gasps> count. It's a four. Jesus, it's a four. Oh, no. So two oh, count. No. I'm being, you're being held down. And a 14. Ah, uh, so you kick out a 2. <laughs> and so now you are back to 5 hit points. Okay, uh, I'm going to throw a net on you. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> God, stop. It's the net again. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then I'm going to try to do a grapple. <laughs> okay. So, 23. Oh, jeez. Uh, 13. Nope. <laughs> nope, it doesn't happen. No grapple. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're in a net now. Okay. <laughs> That's my turn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Eleven. So oh, I get nice. Out. Nice. I get okay. out, and then I'm just going for um, unarmed strike. <laughs> okay. Twenty-two. Yeah. And here we go. And ten. Ten damage. Oh, so I'm down, down again. <laughs> Back down to, to zero. So another pin attempt. So okay, we got a thirteen. Okay, so you kick out at one. <laughs> All right there we go, and then you, you recuperate. Okay. The commentator's <sighs> screaming. What is it gonna take to put down dichotomous wife energy? I have no teeth left. 
They're all gone. They're all on the uh, on the mat. You're just looking up at me like just fists in the air, just like <laughs> just you're pretty much just blood. Yeah. I look like Carrie. Oh my god. <laughs> Bruises everywhere. We're getting close, it may may come down to a battle of wits versus brawn, but in this case brawn is going to happen. Um yeah. <laughs> once more. This is here here we go. 19. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. And... Yeah, 11 damage, so another pinfall attempt. At this point, I'm just, like, just open hand slap, like, paint brushing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, stay down. Just kick out. (laughs) Don't kick out. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I got a a one. A one, okay. Uh... A 12. No. And a 3. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Taking home the belts after a hard fart victory. (laughs) (laughs) A regular-sized Eddie Cannon prevailing after just uh, giving everything he could to to defeat Dichotomous Wife Energy. Really putting up a hell of a fight. Like, you really have to hand it to Dichotomous Wife Energy, honestly. Like, yeah. you really... Showing the willpower and the constitution and just... Uh, <laughs> I am for sure 100% dead Things now, have though. to end eventually. Hopefully yeah. in the Cat Palace Kingdom, uh, they have health insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Thank you. So that was very fun. So thank you very much for doing that. Yeah. And, uh, that was that was a good time. I really enjoyed. All right. So after that D and D wrestling, we're gonna get into the actual wrestling here. So today's mm-hmm. match, uh, since we are recording on the first day of WrestleMania 2021. Figured we watch a, a re- previous WrestleMania match, and we're going to be watching uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse match from uh, 2020. Yes, from 2020's WrestleMania, so last year's uh, WrestleMania, and Bray Wyatt. So a little talking a little bit about the participants. Bray Wyatt um, is. Or was this sort of swamp cult leader? Uh, that was his initial oh. iteration, like sort of based off of a wrestler named Waylon Mercy, who was based off of Max Cady from uh, Points or Cape Fear from Cape Fear, Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear. Oh yeah, okay, okay. This like sort of Bayou Southern gentleman serial killer, and so he wore like the Hawaiian shirts, had like the straw hat, yeah. Um, spoke in these strange riddles, and he had his own followers called the Wyatt family. And mm-hmm. uh, so fast forward, he's in a match. This is where it gets really weird. Um, <laughs> he's in a match with Matt Hardy, one of the Hardy Boys. Who is now okay. wrestling as the bro as broken Matt Hardy, which is this weird version of Matt Hardy that comes out sometimes when Matt Hardy goes through a big fall or something, and so it changes his brain waves and he speaks in a really strange, indecipherable, like unpinnable accent. You don't know where it's from. Whoa. <laughs> and he wears like these sleek Baroque coats and he has a white streak in his hair. And so they had a match. Uh, to, against each other where Bray Wyatt got dunked into the lake of reincarnation 
Okay. <laughs> which is a lake on the property that Matt Hardy owns in real life, which was where oh. the match was taking place. And so that match ends. Bray isn't heard of from for months. And then all of a sudden, these new um, vignettes start playing on Raw for the Firefly Funhouse. And it's like a children's show and has this okay. really fun, upbeat um like theme song and Bray Wyatt is now dressed like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh and he's like talking about and he's like, hey kids, like how you doing? And like super high energy and like there's all these puppets that he's uh part like surrounded himself with that are um callbacks to the Bray Wyatt gimmick. And uh wow. so these vignettes happen and he starts oh and he starts referencing this just like like a like him you know like he let him in was a thing that mm. was a phrase that he started repeating in these like children's promos where it's the music gets like really dark and it zooms in on his face and stuff and then like whoa at one point he like takes a chainsaw and cuts in an old cart like a cardboard cutout of his old gimmick in half and stuff <laughs> and oh starts getting like super demented and then you start seeing these flashes of like a face appearing on the screen with like this big grin like joker style like scarred up what the heck? And this is The Fiend, which is the alternate side of the children's show host. And it's like this what the weird heck? demon. The, the mask was designed by Tom Savini. So yeah, it's okay. it's this mask that's designed by Tom Savini, who's this renowned like horror effects uh, makeup and uh, props maker. And it looks <laughs> really good, and it's really scary. And all of a sudden, it starts like appearing in matches and stuff, and like attacking people from behind and he uses the mandible claw which is like an old move that like mcfoley would use where you basically just like the idea is there's a nerve in the front of your jaw which is a real thing oh yeah and so you put your two top fingers into somebody's mouth and press down on the nerve inside their mouth and then Whoa. you have press your thumb under their chin and it just like puts a ton of pressure on the nerve and it actually it does hurt but it's gross, and you don't want to use that in a real fight. Yeah. But it's, like, actually kind of based around real science, which is kind of cool. But he had these two gloves that say hurt and heal on them. <laughs> and he would use the hurt one to, like, use the manual claw. And, like, yeah. And so it's, like, this kid show host with, like, a horror movie character side to it. And so that's, like, what Bray Wyatt is now. Hmm. And then John Cena is uh, John Cena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really need to say, say much no more. Yeah, it's John Cena. So yeah. Um, they had an earlier feud, which gets referenced in this match. Um, but when Bray Wyatt was still like the the cult leader, he faced John Cena at WrestleMania and lost, which was a decision a lot of people said was like the wrong thing at the time. Like it mm. wasn't needed for John Cena to win. Okay. So. Um, but that gets touched on later. But so he winds up uh, as the Firefly Funhouse host uh, challenging John Cena to a match at WrestleMania again. And <laughs> But it's this time he's like, yeah, I want it like on my terms. You like come to the Firefly Funhouse. And so they have the Firefly Funhouse match, which is not so much in a ring, but more like a cinematic experience. Okay. And it's kind of like this sort of career retrospective of John Cena while he's simultaneously like being tormented by Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Whoa. 
and it's just really it was like sort of a thing that really wasn't done ever before and it was mostly the creative direction of Bray Wyatt like he basically like has the like pretty much the final creative say in like a lot of his stuff like they just sort of let him have creative freedom which means it's really cool and like not just like hokey like kind of wrestling sort of things <laughs> and so yeah it's a really uh, different experience but it's really fun and it makes like a lot of yeah these like references to not only his career but like things the fans would say about him and, and that sort of thing and like but again <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that like after the after we watch the match because it's like quite a surreal experience if you happen to if you if you aren't you like it's, it's enjoyable even if you don't know the career of john cena but it is fun to like know what it's referencing and stuff like later on and that sort of yeah. thing um but anyways yes we're gonna dive into that after allegra allegra recovers from a very uh strenuous wrestling match <laughs> allegra needs to go to the dentist uh get some teeth put back in yeah <laughs> And then uh, we are going to watch the Firefly Funhouse match, and then we will join you all once again on None of My Friends Watch Wrestling. Okay, so we are back on None of My Friends Watch Wrestling, and we just finished watching the Firefly Funhouse match, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild ride. It was definitely a wild ride. Um... I mean, actually, I should ask, I didn't ask this before, but, like, so, like, do you have any, bad, like, do you know anything about wrestling at all? Or, like, um, like you knew not... who John Cena was, at least. Yeah, 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 like, I know, I know who, like, some of the, the, like, main dudes are, like, Hulk Hogan, obviously, like, Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, nice. John Cena. Yes, of course. Yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, consuming wrestling content i think um yeah like apart from like watching glow mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> i'm not right. really good, good show good show yeah. yeah 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 that'd be fun to do an episode about that but anyways but yes okay so you know like not so not a ton of uh, a wrestling knowledge your way no. you know just like the the big the big names cool but i mean yeah. like i mean the amount the match was still entertaining and i mean honestly though like with it being the John Cena like career, like it's basically John Cena the story, the match, yeah, essentially is how it's yeah, presented. Yeah, super cool. And so this is uh, last year's WrestleMania, which actually had no fans in attendance because of the pandemic. And so mm -hmm. we see John Cena kind of just enter to like just an empty arena, and he kind of like hams it up a little bit. <laughs> and he's in yeah the middle. for no one <laughs> yeah he's just kind of like oh, oh pointing to just zero people <laughs> and uh but then his match is sort of cut off by uh this sort of uh weird uh his, his entrance is hijacked by um this sort of like um cut tape interlude and then we go to the firefly funhouse which uh the fantastic firefly Th funhouse theme song <laughs> With lyrics are we're really glad that you're our friend and this is a friendship that will never ever end <laughs> never ever yeah no nefarious uh, nothing nefarious about that at all no <laughs> but uh so we go and we are met with bray wyatt uh yes he is uh, dressed as mr rogers he has like the sweater going and, and all that and he 
has his grand opening spiel from uh, children's host Bray Wyatt about um, our darkest desires and uh, just giving in to our evil intentions. And then he goes through this door um, with a sign that says, Abandon all hope ye who exit here. A little twist from the uh, usual ye who enter. It's uh, You don't want to leave the Firefly Funhouse, apparently. You don't want to mm-hmm. go through the door. But uh, so it zooms in and zooms back out. And uh, who do we see but John Cena? He has now been teleported uh, mysteriously into this children's show set. And he is greeted by Abby the Witch and Rambling Rabbit, the uh, two puppets. Uh, did, what, did you like the puppets? Was there any. Yeah, I. I mean, Abby was pretty pretty un- unsettling back there in the window. <laughs> yeah, just goth, goth uh, icon, uh, Abby yeah. the Witch. <laughs> hanging out, being silent. And then uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, of course, giving a foreboding warning. Yep. Before he enters the dungeon of Bray Wyatt. This is very much like a, a, a strain. This could 100% be uh, like a like a gone wrong D&D campaign, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. A dungeon where you have to face your past. Yeah. This is a, this is like, yeah, this is definitely falling into that fantasy realm. And like, also, yeah, none of, like, nobody has been in the ring yet, I believe, at this point. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, haven't actually right. seen a wrestling ring at this point in the match. And then John Cena, um, oh, also... By rambling rabbit on the table there's a paper plate that has a picture of the fiend's face on it so there's some mm-hmm. uh little uh, little um snippet there if you if you notice it and then so john cena is now uh stepped into a void um he enters the door and now he's just surrounded by darkness and he meets another puppet uh that i didn't mention before but it's a, a puppet of vince mcmahon the owner <laughs> <laughs> Of a WWE, except he's been given devil horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, yeah, um, Bray Wyatt does have, like, the creative freedom and stuff, but, like, if Vince doesn't want it on TV, it's not going to make it on. So it's, like, kind of funny that, you know, like, Vince allowed himself to be portrayed, like, as the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it leads into the first sort of segment of the match, which is about John Cena's debut. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um,. Ruthless aggression is uh, referenced several times by the Vince puppet, and we cut to uh, Bray Wyatt cutting a uh, like word-for-word copy of Kurt Angle's promo, Olympic gold medals Kurt Angle's promo on SmackDown, which was an open challenge to the locker room, and we see John Cena enter, but he's wearing like his generic wrestling gear. <laughs> It's such a, it's a really strange sight to see if you're just used to, like, jorts John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in, and uh, so Bray Wyatt starts cutting a promo, and John Cena can only say ruthless aggression, because when he debuted, that's all he said. Mm. Kurt Angle was like, what do you th- do you have, what do you have that you think, or say, it's like, what do you have that makes you think you have what it takes? And he was just like, ruthless aggression, and punched Kurt Angle in the face. <laughs> Successfully, however, Bray Wyatt keeps um, ducking it and mocking him, and John Cena just says ruthless aggression more and more, just more progressively angry. Yeah. 
and uh, at one point uh, Bray Wyatt like sings this song that's like the lyrics are you can look but you can't touch which is you know obviously referencing the fact John Cena keeps rolling natural ones yep. on his uh, on his punches <laughs> you remind me a lot of our match yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that was me at the start I was uh, yeah except this time I didn't uh, the one failing the punches at the start didn't win but <laughs> um, um, that theme song was John Cena's like ex-fiance's theme song so that's like another jab at John Cena getting personal and also I don't know why but Bray calls his debut his biggest failure which I find strange because as far as debuts go it was like pretty good so yeah the reference to John Cena's you know ex-fiance and like yeah um yeah, I don't get why he says it's, like, his biggest failure, because it wasn't, like, it was for, yeah, like, it, it was a nice debut against, like, a guy who's, like, a well-known name in WWE at the time, like, you know, multi-time world champion, and, like, gets the one-up on He didn't win the match, but he still, like, got a good showing in, you know, so, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I don't know why he said that personally, but it still, you know, it works within the context of the match, so. Um, yeah. So we, we get past that, and now we cut to um, Mercy the Buzzard, the puppet, and then the Vince McMahon puppet, and Mercy is uh, Macho Mercy, so he has a vulture cosplaying as Macho Man Randy Savage, because we cut to the now introduction for the Saturday Night's Main Event show, which was the sort of flagship program for WWE in the 80s. And we get Bray Wyatt flexing in a cage and basically making fun of how in the 80s, like, you could only get be successful if you were, like, a jacked bodybuilder type. Then uh, we get just John Cena comes in just doing curls the entire yeah. time. <laughs> His veins are just, just yes, popping. Yes, yeah, the, the chest vein that he just had going that was just like bulging and just like <laughs> he, was in a, he was in a berserker rage uh, with, yeah. these, uh, with these dumbbells. <laughs> and like it cuts to Ray Wyatt he's just like you can see him mouthing like oh my god like it's so <laughs> fast. <laughs> just like I, I don't know I mean I, I don't I don't know how your workout routine is, but I don't try to like throw in. Yeah, no, I, I don't usually try to get my like arms to die. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be able to use them after. Exactly, yeah, because yeah, then John Cena like does so many curls he can't throw punches. He tries to like turn and like throw a punch, and then Bray Wyatt like makes a reference to Needle Mania, which is like a steroid, which is like wild. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the first time they, like, sort of publicly acknowledge, like, sort of steroids, like, outside of, like, the steroid trial they had, like, around that time. Oh, wow. So, and Needlemania, Needlemania was, like, the name the press gave it. Oh. Yeah, so hmm. that's kind of wild that, um, it's wild that, like, Vince McMahon, like, gave the okay to, like, reference like one of the like biggest like black marks on like WWE history you know? yeah and um, so we cut from uh, that and now we're at John Cena's thugonomics period so he's standing in front of a giant fist which is a reference to the old Smackdown set so yeah John Cena at this point he's a he's the doctor of thugonomics so I like 
I don't know what kind of doctors you visit, but do you have like a doctor of thugonomics? Like, do you, is it like a family thing or? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, he he must be a specialist of some sort because yeah. like yeah, I've never I've never needed a doctor of thugonomics. No, um, I mean, well, no, there was one time I did. Um, oh Canada, yeah, Canada Day in 2018, I needed the assistance of a doctor of thugonomics, but wow, you know, alas, John Cena is the only one who's completed the PhD program. Yeah, you need a you need a reference. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an eight month wait. Yeah, it's a it's a very uh, long wait list, and you know it's mm-hmm. a a hard program to get through. A lot of people enrolling, not many people finishing the uh, PhD in thugonomics. Yeah, <laughs> but John Cena did it. Yes. so good for him. Um, and it was funny too because that gimmick originated from a Halloween backstage skit where he was dressed like Vanilla Ice and like cut a rap, and people were like oh, that's actually not that bad. And so <laughs> it led to a whole thing. And he released a rap album because of it. So then John Cena is now in the ring with Bray Wyatt and he tries to, like, he cuts a rap and, like, there's no reaction. Like, there's, like, cricket noises in the background and, like, that sort of thing. And then he criticizes Bray for, like, not taking chances. Um, which is, like, kind of, like, it's basically, like, John Cena blaming Bray for not being more than he is in the company. Hmm. Because, like, when he was Bray Wyatt and, like, right before he was sort of put in the Lake of Reincarnation before he did the children's show host, like, a criticism was, like, of his booking, like, you know, the way the company was representing him. They were thinking, like, he deserved more, like, championship-wise and, like, all that sort of thing. Um... And so, like, John Cena was saying, like, no, it's not the company's fault. It's your own fault. And so, um, John, and then this Bray sort of goes, replies, and sort of gets into a lot of the stuff where, like, there were rumors of John Cena being kind of, like, a backstage bully with certain people. And there's, like, accounts of him having, like, sort of personal... There are, like, sort of confirmed accounts of him having these sort of personal vendettas against, like, a few certain wrestlers like, throughout his career. Hmm. Like, not, like, a huge... Like, not a huge amount, but there's been, like, a couple times where it's just, like, he's basically, like, gone as far as to, like, going to management and being, like, don't give this guy a chance. Whoa! Yeah, like... Dude! Yeah, and it's, like, a lot of stuff, though, doesn't, none none of the full details have really come out, but, like, the broad scope of it has been confirmed by people, so. Hmm. Yeah, interest, the world of wrestling, you never know, John Cena is an interesting figure. John Cena then retorts by rhyming face with face. Yeah, ooh. as a musician, how did you feel about that final uh, verse (laughs) by John Cena? It, uh, it fell pretty short. It was, like, um... Like you're expecting this big comeback after, after uh, Bray Wyatt's kind of throwing all this stuff back at him, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, like I'll I'll come back with something clever," and then he doesn't, and it's like, "Oh, you're in my uh, face now. Yeah. My nuts will be in your face." Is essentially yeah. what he says. <laughs> and then holds up a bag of nuts. Yeah, and that was the, that's a reference to I think like one or two promos he did where he did the bag of nuts trick, but mm-hmm. like it all. I think it's also kind of just sort of making fun of how like nowadays like that would just seem like childish instead of like cool yeah <laughs> like like it uh, like it was in, in that day
Okay, and so now the match cuts to um, the Bray Wyatt uh, portion, the Swamp Cult Leader Bray Wyatt portion of the match, and um, has Bray dressed as his old character, looks a lot like your stereotypical, like, anime nerd kind of look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling, yeah, like, uh, I, I know it's, it is based off, like, a, like, that one guy from the 80s, but it definitely comes across as, like, the guy that, like, the shower warning signs are about at conventions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know he, he looks like yeah. you can smell him, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, like, I know his dreads are probably clean. He probably is a professional person doing them. But, yeah. like, in that incarnation, the dreads probably smell like patchouli and Dorito dust. And <laughs> <laughs> And head headset sweat and all that fun stuff and uh, yeah mm-hmm. so basically it, it kind of references how um, a lot of people thought it was the wrong decision for John Cena to win that WrestleMania match mm-hmm. um, like they thought it wasn't like Bray Wyatt had more booking he was a younger up and comer John Cena was already he already has like all his championship wins so it's like he didn't need to prove anything by winning yeah. And so, um, and yeah, so he hands John Cena a chair, which is part, it shows in the flashback, you know, there was a moment in the match where uh, Bray Wyatt, like, encourages John to hit him with a chair, and John Cena doesn't do it in their original match. But now John Cena takes a swing, and uh, Bray Wyatt disappears, and it cuts now to the WCW Nitro introduction, and this is where it gets a little, uh, a little more off the rails. It already is a bit off the rails for it's completely off the rails for a wrestling match, but <laughs> um, it even diverges further. And uh, we have Bray Wyatt um, cosplaying as uh, Nitro General Manager uh, Eric Bischoff, circa 1997-1998. And he's got the NWO shirt on with a black leather jacket, and he introduces John Cena, who is dressed in the NWO gear, which was the group with Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash, where Hulk Hogan Mm. infamously turned heel for the first time, like, in his career, um, being on mainstream television. And so this was a thing on the internet that a lot of people um, tried to, like, sort of... Uh, like, uh, I guess, uh, like fantasy booking, you know, like they were mm, was like, mm-hmm. oh, John Cena should like reform the NWO and be like the new leader of the NWO. And like a lot of the times when you try to do like a new version of something old, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like if they were to revive the NWO, John Cena would have been like the one person it realistically would have worked for. Cause like for the last like 10 plus years, he had been like the basically that Hulk Hogan, like, sort of, you know, the say your prayers, eat your vitamins, like, happy, like, good guy, and, like, it mm-hmm. never turned heel. He still hasn't, like, since he was basically, like, the doctor of thugonomics, essentially, and people were really sick of it a lot of the time. Their opinion opinion has kind of changed uh, with that over time, but, like, with, like, I mean, the wrestling fan, fan, you know, not, like, obviously the kids and stuff still love him and always loved him. Yeah. Um, but like the the people online were always just like, oh, reform the NWO, turn him heel, make him a bad guy, and it's like <laughs> he also has like all the most make a wish wishes granted ever in history. So it's like you know, there's that 
Yeah. Why would mm-hmm. you why would you taint the like reputation yeah. of, of that kind of person? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, John Cena then comes out and he's got like the NWO championship belt, which was a famous incident where they took the belt and spray painted NWO on it and then he's wearing the shirt and um then he takes he uh pins he gets in the ring and then he tackles bray and starts just like punching him and there's like all these flashbacks and then it cuts to um uh cuts to vince and uh mercy the the buzzard and vince says this is such good shit which is another (laughs) reference there was a wrestler who quit WWE who, like, made... Had an interview where he was talking about, like, Vince, like, giving him these terrible ideas for his character and being like, no, 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 this is such good shit. <laughs> and so it came... It sort of became a meme, and so it's referencing that. That's that awesome. whole That whole segment's kind of like their nod to, like, the internet's perception of John Cena, essentially. And uh, then... So John Cena is like pounding away, and then all of a sudden it cuts down, and uh, Bray Wyatt is turned into the pig puppet, Huskus the pig. <laughs> He's just yeah. beating up a pig, and then uh, behind him we get the classic like horror movie shot, you know, like when <laughs> when someone's just like they think they're safe, and you see the face just like rise up behind, and it's uh, now the fiend, so the alternate persona with the Tom Zavini mask on, and locks in the mandible claw. Um, hits his finishing maneuver and then I love this where it's like funhouse spray in the sweater counting his own pin yeah (laughs) essentially and that's the end of the match but the bell rings and then it just zooms in on like it cuts to the like the ring and all of a sudden John Cena disappears (laughs) he just disappears entirely from the ring and then it zooms in on the fiend who says let me in and then it cuts and that's the end of the match that's how it that's how everyone saw it for the first like there was no and john cena hasn't been seen on wwe tv since oh my god yeah whoa this was like half sort of a way to write him off television so he could start doing movies and like that sort of thing whoa and he recently did an interview where he had this like he was in front of this black backdrop and the interviewer was just like oh it looks like you're stuck in a void and <laughs> um and john cena like was just like yeah no wwe's had me here and he like looks at a watch and he's just like yeah it's about since last year this time and it was like a reason so he's like around the same same time as wrestlemania and so whoa it, it's kind of funny they're selling this idea that john cena's like now stuck in this mysterious void in the firefly funhouse universe <laughs> That's crazy. That's so spooky. <laughs> I know it's so good. It's it was it's really fun. And uh, so yeah, like what did, what are your uh, thoughts overall? What what did you what did you like? There was anything you like dislike about the match at all? Um, I honestly like was going in pretty blind. Like you gave me the the sort of rundown of the the lore, just to just the background mm-hmm. lore of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that was like really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that's the thing a lot of it doesn't really it's not like a wrestling match it's all these like cinematic sequences where it's yeah. just like yeah the references to yeah parts of John Cena's career and like all that and like yeah it's like a really fun sort of new thing that hadn't really been done before maybe been done in different ways a couple times before but never like in this sort of abstract surreal way 
Yeah, it definitely didn't. It didn't come across as like cheesy that like you would expect from a wrestling match. Like yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it kind of like gave me the gave the heebie-jeebies <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, for, yeah. There was definitely very creepy moments, and like the the fact that Bray has been given such like creative freedom mean I think that's why it doesn't come across so cheesy because it's actually mm. someone's like proper creative vision not being filtered through Vince McMahon necessarily yeah like a lot of creative decisions are in WWE and so I think that's why it feels so different and not like corny and like yeah just like that cheesy sort of way you expect a lot of wrestling to be yeah they did a great job Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and every good story needs the backstory. And, like, they really, t- you know, it's like any any good campaign needs a good backstory. And, like... Yeah, <laughs> the they fact tied that, it yeah, in really well. Yeah, just, like, all those little callbacks. And I did love, like, the the part where it's, like, his debut and all he can say is ruthless aggression just over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and the NWO bit are probably, like, my two favorite parts of the match. Was there, like, a favorite part, do you think, or...? Um, oh my gosh, I'm like still trying to process it all because there was just like there's so many layers of it, but yeah. um yeah, I don't know the 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 rap, the rap definitely <laughs> stuck out to me because it was yes. quite good it, aside oh, yeah. from the face line, like it was actually yeah. really, really well done. yeah, he doesn't he does a pretty decent job of rapping, like I said, he has a couple pretty decent uh, songs on like the album that he put out around that time. With that being said, that being the match, uh, we now give a final rating, um, and I'm going to um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a rating. I'm gonna give it um, several mysterious disappearances out of <laughs> out of numerous puppets. All right. Yeah. Now now it's your rating. Anything goes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Um, it's, it's, Two dozen bags of these nuts uh, out of <laughs> um, out of a, a fiend paper plate. Okay, there we go. So just a pile of bags of these nuts just yeah. on the paper plate with the. Okay, that's that's perfect. I love that rating. That's one of the best so far. That we've had. Oh great! Oh thank you. Yeah. Nobody nobody's uh, uttered the words these nuts on the podcast yet. Surprisingly, so. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm uh, honored to to take that yeah. that title belt of D's nuts. Yeah, that's the championship you did win on this episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Yay! It's the D's nuts belt. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep these nuts in place, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or else they're just they're just gonna go D's all nut- over. Yeah, these nuts would be everywhere if it wasn't for the belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, what a wonderfully mature note to uh, yeah. to finish the podcast on. Okay, we'll mm. put it on your uh, on your headstone. Yeah, that'll be the words that I die by: is these uh, <laughs> nuts on a paper plate. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Allegra, for coming on and oh, uh, doing this, playing some D and D, watching some wrestling, and uh, you can uh, follow her on all the social media, Captain Legs with Zeds, Captain Legs. Yep. And that's uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And then you have uh, Twitch with Cat Palace TV. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the B group. Uh, the B Squad. The B Squad. So, yeah, that is on Twitch as well, I believe. 
Uh, yeah, where it's uh, twitch.tv slash the B Squad DND. The B Squad DND. Okay. Check them out on Twitch. That's every Sunday. And then you stream with Cat Palace like on, was it Tuesdays? Uh, yeah, Tuesdays and Sunday afternoons. So. Tuesday, Sunday afternoons. So yeah, yeah, check that all out. You can have a full day of Captain Legs doing <laughs> video games and DD on a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks again so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to have you. It's always nice to catch up a little bit or at least, you know, some talk. You know, yeah. and I was funny when I sent you the link for this on Facebook. I noticed our last Facebook message was 2014. I know, I saw that too. I was like, what, what was that about? <laughs> one day the conversation eventually switched to Instagram, I guess, and just it just stayed there. Yeah. But I think uh, the last time I saw you in person too was um, at the, the Spice Girls tribute show. Yes. Yeah, it would have been a Capital <laughs> Ballroom thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, but yeah, again, very nice to talk to you. I'd love to have you back on again sometime, and then yeah. we might watch some more uh, wild, ridiculous wrestling. And uh, who knows, maybe a, a rematch. A rematch <laughs> I would love a rematch. <laughs> dichotomous wife energy coming to take the belts back from uh, regular-sized Eddie Cannon. <laughs> so look out for the rematch in Season 2 of None of My Friends Watch Wrestling. And again, thank you so much for tuning in and watching a little wrestling with us as always. None of my friends watch wrestling. It makes it hard to have real conversations at parties. I made a podcast so I can talk about my hobbies. None of my friends watch wrestling.